What is going on, beautiful people, and welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I am your host, The Underground King, and this is episode 182. Damn, I didn't even say my name. I'm Serge V. Center, the Underground King. God damn. <laughs> Yo, I, I'm just so excited, man. I'm so excited. I, I feel like you guys already know me. Y'all family, you know how we get down? And you know what today is. Today is all things boxing all the time. And you know what we're talking about just boxing? Yo, I, I got to make the call. I, I got to pull out the bat phone. I got I to gotta put out the sign. And I got to call the guru. Brandon Camille, my boy, my brother uh, from another mother, man. He is back after a little hiatus, man. My man was on a little vacay, but he's back. And we're going to talk about all things boxing. Before I get into today's menu, man, remember the Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. Remember, man, the Fire Podcast, they cook and deliver healthy meals. And they drop it right to your home or office in Chicago. If you are not in Chicago, don't even trip. They have something for you. Fitness mentoring and nutrition consultation. They have a fitness mentor. Write your workouts for you. And you don't have to have that annoying coach breathing all on top of you, stretching with the little shorts on, making you feel all uncomfortable. You don't even need that. Because one of the Sage Eats' fitness mentors is there for you. And they also have a nutrition consultant on staff. They will write out your your grocery lists. They will put together your menus and everything for you. And they will make sure you stay on the right track to get that summer body you want. So hit up Sage Eats today, man. SageEatChicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. And why I'm giving out plugs, man. Remember, let your friends, let your fam, let everybody you know about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. The Fight Podcast with the Underground King, Serge Vicente. Follow the Fight Podcast everywhere. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, even on the website, thefightpodcast.com. And check me out, The Underground King. IG, Twitter, The Serge Vicente, at Serge Vicente, man. I appreciate you guys, man. So look, episode 182, we are jumping right into it today, man. And uh, today, Brandon and I are going to talk about a couple different things. zone. are they getting it right? Or are they giving us too much nonsense with these YouTuber scraps, these YouTube fisticuffs? Is this something that is sustainable in this system? We'll talk about that. We will talk about Gary Russell Jr. and his fight that he has coming up against King Tug. Look, man, I don't know if he's stroking or not, but that is dude's name, man. King Tug, the former Olympic silver medalist. It should be a great fight, man. We will also talk about what is happening at 160. Demetrius Andre, is he the guy? Who will he end up fighting next? Tank Davis, what the fuck? We talk about him and so much more on this episode, yo. So check it out. Without further ado, 
Let's go ahead and jump into my episode with Brandon Camille, episode 182 of the Fight Podcast. Enjoy. Brandon Camille, the guru. Welcome back to the Fight Podcast, my dude. Serge, it's been a while. Man, my man's Brandon man goes out there and, and he's an international man of mystery. I swear that's what it is. Look, I know I attended, my guy. I, I was actually in a wedding. I witnessed a beautiful union. No international man of mystery, <laughs> although it sounds nice. Um, shout out to my boy Sam and my new sister Chanel. Hey. Beautiful, beautiful wedding. Beautiful couple. Couple. Um, I miss, wish them plenty of years of happiness. Oh, I'm sure of that. They'll get it. Hey, really quick. Do you see me okay? Yeah, I see you just fine, bro. All right, I don't see you, but it's all to the good. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm getting a dark screen here with the young schizype, but it's all good. I'm not worried about it because, you know what I'm saying? I, I, the audio, whoa, oh, shit, here it comes. I think I got some life. Fuck it, not yet. It's all good. <laughs> oh, there he goes. The man, the myth. Yeah. One of them, um, one of them uh, camera, you know how people got the tape over their camera? Yeah. I got like kind of like the official one that slides back and forth and i forget sometimes that it's over the camera that's what was going on you're you're in tech brother i understand it's cool i should probably have a better vpn (laughs) (laughs) all of these things that the the listeners care nothing about we're gonna get to y'all soon we miss each other you know what i'm saying this is my friend i could talk some shit for a second you know what i'm saying well look brother, we miss each other it's been a while you know man yo brother i i hope you had a good i'm glad you had a good time out there in mexico man uh i'm, I'm hope you you soaked up some sun because it's, it's been cold as fuck where we're from so actually uh, you know why i haven't been here for a week i went to mexico had a few tacos and you put me on suspension so now i'm back <laughs> Hey, man, yeah, you had the Mexican supplements. That's what you need. Shit, I wish I had some of those in my life. Um, but look, all in all, man, uh, it, we, welcome, welcome back, brother. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the greatest combat, it's combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. And uh, man, it's been kind of slow. Oh, it's been super slow. We got we to get through today quick because, like, it's it's been... <laughs> Super Yo, slow. I, 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 put I don't like know what's this. happening. It, 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 it's and this weekend point. is slow. This weekend is very slow. And and I'm not going to lie. It's not just boxing. Um, MMA, it hasn't been a fight. This is the first weekend since the McGregor fight, which was three weeks ago. So it has been three weeks since we've had a major MMA card. Uh, boxing has been extremely slow. You know it's bad when the biggest headlining card out there was one of the Logan fucking twins and some some di- diabetic nurse. I have no idea who the fuck this kid was. But whatever it was, it, it was terrible. Yeah. Super Bowl was this weekend. Super Bowl was this weekend, but guess who doesn't give a shit? Well, how about this? You know how much I love my boy? He had his reception during the Super Bowl. Uh, You know what? Uh Hey, if you've listened long enough, you know Sergio does not watch sports aside from fighting. Let me check that basketball. I fuck with basketball heavy. You don't? You Team Giannis? Nigga, hold on. Okay, so I hope everyone at this point in time already had an opportunity to check out 
<laughs> um, they had their yearly, what, what do you call it? The, uh, the the team picking or whatever it is? Team hey, LeBron so they, versus they, Team they, they don't do East versus West anymore. They just do the captains. There was Team which LeBron say, and Team Giannis. Which I'll say this. It's a lot of fun. I actually like them picking teams. It reminds me of high school. Um, you know, it, it's fun. It's a good time. You know what I'm saying? Um, but let me read these teams to you, okay? And what would you like me to start with? LeBron, obviously my favorite player in the league. Okay, or would so, you like so, me to start so with we'll, we'll we'll go back and forth. You can go um, LeBron because you're a Lakers fan, Thanks. and I will take the L and go Team Giannis. We'll why, go back. We'll go back. Not and taking forth. the L, so, man. Giannis is everyone says he's the guy. Nah. So so first first off, Team Giannis. We obviously got Team Giannis. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, well, we got Brian. LeBron's first pick. He took Anthony Davis. Chicago dude It's in Chicago. I'm not mad at that at all. Granted, this fucker is a Packers fan. I have no idea how the fuck that happened. But regardless, we, we took the Chicago boy, Anthony Davis, and his teammate. That was his first pick. Well, go, go ahead and tell him what Giannis' first pick was. Joel Embiid. I mean, look, man, big man, whatever it has. To, so LeBron, and again, so LeBron, for those who do not know, had picks. He had the he had the starters because he was the leading vote getter, and then Giannis uh, was the first pick for the reserves. So that's how we'll go ahead and do it. I'm gonna do all the ones for the starters. You're gonna start with the young reserves, okay? So his second pick, he picked Luka Doncic, the slower, more unathletic version of LeBron James. No, wait. He picked Kawhi Leonard. Oh, you're right. I was reading down the list, but yes, he picked Kawhi next. Yeah, so LeBron picked Kawhi, and uh, Giannis went Pascal Siakam. Hey, man, Pascal Siakam, it, it, hey, man, he's solid, okay? We're very, not going to come out Pascal don't, 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 like don't that way, bro. But, like, come on now. I mean, it's... It, it just gets it just gets worse from there. So I'll okay, go down after, to after that. I'll, look, I'll, after that, we get Luka Doncic, and this and is where so, it got funky. This is where I was shocked. So then we got Ken, Kemba Walker. Now, did you hear why he picked Kemba Walker? I didn't watch any of this. I just so saw. So he I literally saw it on goes out there and says, "Well, here, I'll let you listen to it." It's a tough one. Um, I'm between Kemba and Trey Young. Wait, you don't. But want I gotta to, go. You don't want the dribbler. <laughs> I want somebody that's gonna pass the ball. That's what I want. <laughs> Yo, shots fired. So, uh, I'm gonna go because at, at this point, James Harden is still on the board. Step back, master Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. All right. So a- as we heard Giannis himself make the pick, he says he wants somebody to pass the ball. We were going down the list, Mister. I dropped damn near forty points a game and still on the board. He sends a shot. How do you feel about that pick, man? It's the all-star game. Like, why do you need somebody that passes the ball? Like, not like y'all about to be wanting a bunch of plays. And the, they have, have you looked at the formatting this year? The all-star I, game formatting is super weird. Okay, but okay. so during the thing, they actually explained it. And I'm here for it. Okay? And the way, the, the way it is set up is this. They literally go out there. They Each quarter is almost like you're playing a pickup game. So you have to try to win each quarter. In quarters one through quarter three, right? What do you get for winning a quarter? So each time you win a quarter, it's like your um, your charity gets money. So you're they're playing for the charity and whatever. And the way it is also at the end of the three quarters, whoever is leading at the end of the three quarters, they pull all those points together and then they turn the clock off. 
and the first team to 24 wins the game. Or should I say no. hits that number? Should I say? Yeah. So so they so for the fourth quarter, what I remember is they take the cumulative score of the th- first three quarters. So let's say the score is 100 to mm. 75. Yep. They take oh, they take the higher score and they add 24 points to it. And so the you game get to now becomes first team to 124. Yep. No clock. No clock. I mean, but like. It's still about the fourth quarter and and, and the cumulative totals. Like it, the the quarterly wins don't do much for me. Like yeah, you're you know charity, what they, but like, they I feel if you like care they about, made enough a, about your charity, you're gonna cash them out anyway. I feel NBA like player. they made a point though. There was another point that actually I felt like made sense at the time, but this isn't a basketball podcast, so who cares? Um, all right, hey man, a black quarterback won the Super Bowl. A you, black not quarterback like... won the Super Bowl. I do appreciate that, but here I'm gonna read off the rest of Team LeBron. Kawhi Leonard, Luka Donich, James Harden, Dame Lillard, Ben Simmons, Jokic, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, and Sabonis. Yeah, they got Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah, I don't know. These things are not equal. Yeah, bro. They, the NBA got to reshuffle it. They got to. They got to hey, do but something. He, hey, he had. He had his choice. He I mean, it's the, the All Star game. It's the All Star game. They all can ball, and they ain't, honestly, despite the format of the game, I don't know. I don't know how hard they're really going to be balling in the first three quarters, anyway. So, I mean, it'll still be competitive. You know what? No, um, they're playing hard this year. They'll play hard yeah. this year for Kobe. Yeah. These yeah. They're going to go at it this year. You this don't want to see anybody get it. This possibly be the best All-Star game we've seen in a very long time. I Yeah, I don't believe all of that. You still don't want to see anybody get hurt, and you still do want to have fun because it is All-Star weekend. And they always say that that, that at the game. I don't think really – I don't think it would be much different than any other All-Star game. They'll play around the first three quarters and get serious in the fourth. I Maybe they'll do a little bit more in the third to get the points uh, to be a bit more even, but – same thing. I think that it all comes down to the fourth quarter. Regardless, I'm here for it. I fuck with the NBA. I'm happy with this. This should be a good time. So, it, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 not granted. Do I think that Team LeBron is going to beat the piss out of Team Giannis? Absolutely. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they'll beat the piss out of them. I don't know. I mean, I think it's very easy to say LeBron's team will win, but hopefully it's somewhat close. I don't want to see a blowout. I'm here for it. But look, speaking of blowouts, man, um, let's go ahead. Actually, it wasn't blowouts, but let's just jump into it, man. Um, I do want to talk about a couple of some, some fights that have happened in the past. And um, man, bruh, there's been some shuffling going on. And well, let me ask you this. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, man. Would you like to go in terms of you want to talk about some old fights? Or you want to talk about some new business? Let's talk about some old fights first, because it's been a while since I've been here. You know, I need to get some rust off. I feel you. Well, let's go ahead and talk about Jojo Diaz going out there and taking the belt from your boy. Fam, what happened? Well, first off, look, Tank, Tank, you are going to have to take a seat here. You you, you want to tweet <laughs> all this smoke after you turned down the Tevin Farmer fight when it would have been the most money you've ever made. You've turned down numerous big fights. You barely knocked out your Yurikis Gamboa. Barely. You got all the other stuff. And I know we're going to touch on that a little bit later, so I won't get into it. But it really rubbed me the wrong way 
when Tank had something to say once Tevin Farmer lost. Because Tevin Farmer, although he did get smoked in ways we didn't expect him to, he is going out there and taking the fight. Like taking you're not tough taking fights too. That is a you're tough not t- fight. That is a tough fight. Tank isn't taking those fights. So Tank needs to take a, take a seat in the bench, deal with, go get his uh, go to his therapist. He got a lot of stuff to get taken care of. But my boy, <laughs> Tevin Farmer. Tevin Farmer, I picked Tevin Farmer to win. You know, I spoke to one of my boys not too long before the fight, and I watched some tape on Joel Diaz. And Joel Diaz likes to throw very hard punches, yeah. a lot of combinations, but he likes to sit down in his punches. And so with the way Tevin Farmer fights, he's constantly moving, constantly moving his head. I felt that if he would con- continue to move, continue to turn Joel Diaz, that he, he would probably win a 8-4 type of decision. But You're saying very similar to like the way Gary Russell Jr. beat Jojo Diaz. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and Tevin Farmer, like, he's mainly a defensive fighter. Like, I mm-hmm. thought he would fight a lot better defensively. But he hurts his hand in the first round. But even in the first round, he wasn't doing typical Tevin Farmer. He just didn't look like himself throughout the fight. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I gotta, I, I'm probably, like, really weird for this. I got a weird thing about boxers falling in love. Like, <laughs> I, I, really, I really feel like if, if, if boxers come up with a wife— it's one thing. But when they fall in love mid-career, it always gives me a bit of pause. Like, you know what's messed Tevin, up about that? They end up, it, it's it seems really like they up. lose an edge. It really does. Because, you know, they they want something to go home to. They know they girl watching. Like, this is different for them. They've now changed something that they have never experienced before. They now have a soft spot that was not there before. Before you came to the fight single, you was all boxing, you was all dog. And that's, you know, it's something bad to say. I don't want any... Hey, look, man, I'd rather them have love than getting choked out in the first row. I'm just saying. This, ooh, yeah, that too. But, I mean, Tevin Farmer did not look... He just didn't look like himself. I'm just thinking, like, where is... Tevin Farmer. He's Tevin standing in, Farmer, he, he's standing. I, I will say this. He looked... You're right. He didn't look like Tevin Farmer. He was nowhere near as crisp and as clean as I'm accustomed to seeing him. He looked like he was like... He had his feet in like in, in sand or something. It would just definitely seem like there was something off. Now, remember, for those listening, man, this was for the IBF Super Featherweight title. Tevin Farmer with a record of 34-1. and one. He has, damn, only six knockouts. Holy fuck, that's terrible. Uh, but like we said, he's a defensive fighter. And uh, he was going against Jojo and Diaz. And was shot in the hand mid-career. Absolutely, which I'm sure doesn't help your power. And uh, Jojo Diaz, uh, 31 with 15 knockouts. Like you said, man, Jojo can crack. But something that really caught me off guard wasn't how much he can crack was his heart. He had a terrible cut in the second round. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot about that. It's been so long. The fight was on Thursday, which we can talk about that too. Um, That cut was ridiculous. I almost forgot. And due to a headbutt, and I'm like, okay, they're going to have to stop this fight. We're going to have to redo this in a couple months because no way he's going to make it. Yeah, It was huge. Dude, it looked like a set of lips. Shout out to Cutman. Oh, shout out to the cut man. 1,000%, yo. Um, dude, that cut, it looked like a set of lips on my man's forehead. Yeah, like you needed like, you know, this is graphic. Please tell your kids to leave the room. Oh, dude, it was, it, it was bad. That was a huge cut. I, I 100% thought the fight had to get stopped at some point because there's no way Tevin Farmer wasn't going to be able to open that cut up. Man. And he just didn't show. And it, I hate 
to say Tevin Farmer did bad, like, because Jojo Diaz did what he was supposed to do. He came in, he stuck, stuck to his game plan, fought a good, tough fight with yeah. the cut, and got, got the belts. Shout out to him. Yes. But me, I just feel like Tevin Farmer didn't show up, and I don't feel like he beat the best version of Tevin so, Farmer. Okay, I, but is that him not showing up? Or, yo, man, do we need to give Jojo Diaz more props? Jojo Diaz only has one loss in his career. The dude is legitimate. And I think people are, yes, Tevin Farmers is, but look, man, he had he's had a torn bicep. He's been shot in the hand. He might just be slowing down. I don't think he's that old. How old is Tevin Farmer? I don't think he's that old either, but he, I mean, it's not its not about his age. It's like he's had hand injuries. He's been injured. I mean, some of these injuries, like, really start adding up. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it was a much longer layoff for him. That's true. So he's he's been traditionally active, and he took well, a little time off before this fight. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, this was his first fight back from tearing his bicep. And he's only 29. Yeah, yeah, that's not good, man. He's had a couple pretty solid. Now, here's the thing. He is 29. I am not going out here, and I'm not trying to, like, bury him, okay? Oh, look, his birthday's February 10th. Happy birthday, Tevin. It's coming up. Um, Happy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, look, but, like, that's the thing. Um, he's extremely talented, but I, I want to talk about JoJo Diaz for a second. He went out there fought through adversity, came out there rocking the Kobe jersey. Come on, son. Was out there looking clean. And he, hey, straight Mamba mentality, that fight out there. And, yo, to the point, here's the thing, and I'll tell everybody uh, listening. When the fight was going on, I had to see it, you know, the, the next day. I'm over here talking to B, and he's like, yo, Tevin's getting his ass beat right now. I was saying the same thing. Dude, like, he was getting torched, son. It was, I, I, I was pretty shocked. Like, and I, no adjustments, just like, it, it was weird. It was. I, and it like, he didn't make any excuses. He said it hurt, he hurt his hand, and we did say hear him say after the first round, he hurt my hand, I hurt my hand, but like, did. what happened to your legs? <laughs> like, what happened to your legs? Dude, Tevin it, it, Farmer, like, if it's anyone, like, we know he knows how to take a loss. He will be back. But there was something very off about that performance. Maybe we get a story later. I just, I don't get it. So let me ask you this in that case. Who, do you see this fight being the immediate rematch, which is also, they definitely had a clause and everything in there. But do you want to see that or do you want to see something else at this point in time for Jojo Diaz? I mean, if he only if he's gonna take another big fight in the division, like you know, if you get a good name, but if if you're just gonna take take a fight to stay active, like then go fight Tevin Farmer again or wait for Tevin Farmer to get back. But I don't want to see, I, I don't want to see a tune-up fight. So unless you're gonna fight a champion, a guy like Burchelt or something like that, nah, like, be a good I fight. Think Le- I, Le- I'm here for Burchelt, but I I don't know. You know, oh, well, man. So. Leo Santa Cruz. That, that I mean, that would be great. Obviously, um, if we had an opportunity for that, Jamal Herring. I, I man, Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, I, I like Jamal Herring. Oscar Valdez would actually be a really an entertaining fight. I think they're trying to put together Burchell uh, Valdez. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be a fight. Yeah, that's Yo, a good fight. Two guys who are just dogs, tough as nails. That's going to be an amazing fight if they make that happen. I bet you my boy Chris Colbert will take that title. Ooh, I bet you man. take that strap. 
off of JoJo. Yeah, that would be a great fight. I think he's gonna take. I think he beats him you know, similar to Gary Russell. He's super, super fast. He's keeps the, his distance. He's the interim champ right now. And for the Is WBA, he really? he's interim champ for WBA. Yeah, one of, one of the, he got one of them goofy belts. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's the interim um, um, WBA joint. Yeah, I mean, well, I, look, this this is a solid weight class. At the top, there's some really really tough guys, man. Valdez, Carl Frampton, still there. Um, uh, Rock Mukamov, whatever the hell his name is. Colbert, Colbert, uh, Santa Cruz, and, Jojo Diaz, Andrew Cancio. Oh yes. Yo, this is a very solid weight class. So I'm, I'm, oh, I, I, here's the thing. I love and I enjoy seeing the parody. I love seeing, you know, the title switch hands. Um, this is good for the sport, man. So I can't wait to see what happens next. Um, but also this weekend. I mean, look, man, we we're able to see Demetrius Andre go out there and actually do what we've been asking him to do forever. He gets a ninth round knockout of Ireland's Luke Keeler. Um, is there something in this fight, or did you did you see something new that you didn't know? Are you impressed by by Demetrius Andre? I, it's a few different pieces here. I do think he went for the knockout a lot more than we've seen him. Yo, go for he the knockout dropped it on his ass the first five seconds of the fight. And, but he he did go for the knock. He was landing some shots throughout the fight. He was going for it. But to me, as a as a fan, you know, if I want to get out of my boxing bag, like he did his job. He got him out of there. I would have loved to see him get him out of there a bit sooner. It, it took too long, and I was bored. I'm like, okay, like True. Demetrius, just finish the fight. We know you're going to win. Just finish the fight. But I mean, Keeler stood there, it, it, and he was trying to survive for a lot of the fight. It wasn't until his corner told him that he needs to go out on, on his shield. That was some real Irish shit to say. <laughs> like, Yo, for real. He, he, he told him to go out on his shield. I'm like, how about not? <laughs> like, we've Yeah, seen let me not get CTE. Yeah, but so he, you know, he went forward a little bit more after that, and that's when Andre got the opportunities to put, get him out of there, which he did. But, I mean, there just wasn't a lot to see in this fight. There was no, there's not a lot of build. There's not a lot of hype. We knew it was a stay-busy fight for Andre. The only thing that we should be speaking about regarding this fight is what happens next. Because no one cares well, about Demetrius Andre and Luke Keeler. I'm sorry. It's just not that big a deal, no. even with the knockout. Okay, so this is what I would say. He was supposed to go out there and torch Luke Keeler. Luke Keeler was put there. Again, it was a stay-busy fight. And he was put in the position to just really go out there and beat his ass. He should have gotten the finish. He got the finish. Was it impressive? No. Unfortunately, it really wasn't. Um, he has bad habits, I believe, in terms of, like, you and I have talked about it. He plays with his food. He hurt the man right in the beginning of the fight. He, he dropped him in the first round, was beating the piss out of him in the second round. There's no reason this fight should have gone past four rounds. Yes, he was a tough fight. Yes, it was a guy who was actually trying to survive until his corner told him to get his ass knocked out. But regardless, I wasn't as impressed as I wanted. He didn't do ex what he was. Yes, he knocked him out. But he didn't look as impressive as he should have. And I think you're right. What is the question about this fight? Yo, what does happen next? There is a couple options. Right after the fight, he called out one of my favorites. The 30-0 WBC champ, Jamal Charlo. Granted, he don't give a shit about that belt because, he, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, that's the man. Now, he also called out Billy Joe Saunders. It seems like that's who he has his eye on. 
Is that a fight you want to see? Honestly, like that doesn't scream great fight to me. They're both really defensive fighters. And going back to Andre's last fight, I mean, it did take him a while to get out of there, but I do think like he got caught up going for the knockout and, and really forgot about setting up his punches for his punches for a while. That won't be the case in this fight. I do see Demetrius Andre winning. Their first fight got put off due to uh, BJS testing positive for some nasal spray. Was <laughs> was a, 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 a substance that was allowed in the UK that was banned in the US. It was a real yes. complicated situation. Yes. Um, but I, I don't think he was just straight up juicing. I, I mean, I, he, he could have been. But either way, that is a fight that I want to see because they're names. But Billy Joe Saunders isn't coming off the best performance I Either. I mean, it's I know not. he'll get up for this fight, but like, is it going to be the most exciting, most exciting fight? No, but we'll watch it because there's names involved and just get Demetrius Andre some names like that's what he needs more than anything. Um, and if you can get him in there or Billy Joe Saunders, that's a start better than Luke Keeler. Absolutely. It's a start. And here's the thing. It'll actually be a legitimate name that we care about. Um, Billy Joe Saunders, regardless on the nails of spray, regardless on his last performance, people respect his skills. And he's one of those guys that has tried to get fights with Canelo Alvarez. He's a cocky, brash gypsy, just like Tyson Fury. They're best friends. They hang out together or whatever. Um, and and it's he, a, he's still in the running for that Canelo Alvarez fight. Oh, he is. And here's knowledge. the thing. I'm, and if I'm, if I'm him... If they give me a choice between the two, I'm definitely taking Canelo also. Oh, all day. All day. Um, and you know what? Stylistically, that is a very tough fight for Canelo. Not saying he's going to win, but it's a tough fight for him. So, not. What are you going to say? No, not as tough. Of, not as tough a fight for Demetrius Andre, but definitely a tough fight for Canelo. Exactly. And it's just again, it's not because I think Andre is better than Canelo. I just think stylistically, it is a different fight, and he is so slick and defensive. Um, they're again very tough fight for both men. I definitely would have Andre winning, but I think that is a better option for him than a Jamal Charlo. Who Charlo's in the exact same spot. Charlo needs to fight somebody. Yeah, he's on that PBC diet for real. Like, for at serious. least give me a, a Chris Eubank or something. Like, I think that's all these... going to be the fight next, unfortunately. That's fine. If, if he can fight Chris Eubank Jr., that's a step up. But I'm not sure. Like, all this fence stuff gets really annoying. And, like, like, there's no fence with PBC fighters. Like, it literally doesn't exist. They're not signed to promotional contracts. Exactly. So if they want to go fight on the zone, they can go fight on the zone with no problem. So there's no reason for these fights not to be happening. Like, Eddie Hearn allegedly offered Charlo $7 million. He's not making that money anywhere, anywhere else. Fight somebody. Somebody. I do not want to see. Who's the guy he fought last? Chris Hogan? Dennis Hogan? Like, I don't want to see that again at all. I'm just tired of seeing, you know, some of these top top talents just fight scrubs. And I mean, hey, sometimes, like, the unknowns are, are the best fights. You know, we did not know who Rosario was a few weeks ago. Now we're talking about he could win in the rematch. Man. So, I mean, some of the, some of the times, this, this is good stuff. But these are, like, the guys that Jamal Charlo is fighting are proven bums look man i look at this shit bro and and it's one of those things that uh in terms of charlo i don't know you know i'm just again for both of them they both need a name 
they're both somebody who, you know, they're top dogs in that weight class. They're respected. People understand their skills, but they're never going to make the money and be the household names that both of them want to be until they start getting those guys on their resume. They, the problem is they need each other on each other's resume so one of them can move up, unfortunately. There's a lot of guys out here at 160. You still got Gennady yes. Glove yes. hanging around. How about this? Sergey Derevchenko. Uh, now well, you so have Derevchenko is another one of those guys, though, that they've been trying to get him to fight, but he has not been trying to fight ever since that fight Pat, with uh, with Triple G. A lot of people mm-hmm. have been trying to fight him, and he's not taking no one, fights. I don't think it's not him. I don't think people want to fight him because I mean he's he's a, a situation like Andre, but like. At least he'll put you in an exciting fight. Like, Andre will jab, jab you to death. There's a lot of risk with low reward. And the same thing with Derevchenko, but at least you can have a, an exciting fight where, win or lose, both fighters can raise their profile. And that's what yeah. you want to see. Um, I'm excited for Ser- Sergey Derevchenko's ne- next fight. I would love to see it against Charlo. I think that is a good fight. That's for a Charlo. great I fight. I would I think makes- absolutely love that fight versus Derevchenko. Um, they need, you know what? I, I would like to see Jamal Charlo beat the shit out of Hyman Munguia also. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna keep continue to protect Jaime Munguia for a little bit. Oh, I don't Golden think he, he gets a yeah. big fight for a while. No, I can see that. Yeah, uh, Golden Boy probably won't let that rock. But I would like to see Jaime <laughs> fight one of these guys. Uh, I think the Dermajinko versus uh, Charlo fight would be great. I think Dermajinko versus Dimitri, Demetrius Andres would be an amazing fight. That would be yeah. a great fight. And that's a big name. And he went out there and torched, dude. And unlike Gennady Golovkin, then he could actually make the fight with Gennady Golovkin. I think that honestly would be the most the most sense out of all of them. He fights Dervachenko, beats his ass better than Gennady Golovkin did, and then calls out Gennady Golovkin. Look, at the end of the day, 160-pound division, we have Tramal Charlo, Sergey Dervachenko, Jaime Munguia, um, maybe you want to say Ryota Murata. Chris Eubank Jr., Gennady Golovkin, Demetrius Andre, and a few other guys hanging around. Yeah. But that's about that's about. I think I counted off seven names. Just get one of them. It doesn't get make sense why these guys aren't fighting each other. And the the politics of of this is just absolutely driving me crazy. It drives me crazy, man. Is it politics at this point, or is someone ducking? I, I, it's probably politics. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. Here's the thing. These guys are all killers. All of them. I'm not saying any of these boxers because I've heard the argument. Oh, someone's ducking this or someone. These guys are not afraid of each other. Nobody's afraid of each other. Um, these are the some of the toughest guys and one of the toughest weight classes in the in the world. Nah, man, it, it, it's politics, and politics is crushing a whole lot of shit, uh, especially our democracy right now. Ooh, yeah, we won't get into that. Oof, you do another goodness. podcast on that. Oh my god, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of sick of this shuffle at 160 pounds. What I'm hoping is that. Once Canelo announces his next opponent, because I don't see Canelo ever coming back to 160. I, I don't either. I, I was going to say his name at first, but no, Canelo's not coming back to 160. That's why I didn't mention his name. I just don't yep. see it happening. It's a lot of weight to lose, and you don't want to start. He's too young to be taking him type of risk. He's seen how it's affected boxers before. Like, yeah, no he's smart to about his too. And I don't know if you saw my man's recently, but he's over here looking thick. <laughs> yeah, you're falling. I mean, don't get too thick because you're going to end up in a fight against Better BF. Facts. Super <laughs> facts. Was, but, okay, so look, man, we know no one's getting ducked. Um, 
I, I look, I hope something happens and we figure something out within the next month or two uh, because we need to see these fights continually moving forward, man. All right. I mean, it's about time for a Canelo announcement. He don't want to miss miss another Mexican holiday. No. We're uh, well into, I mean, we're, we're into February at this point. I would imagine a fight has to be announced by the end of the month. Absolutely. And here's the thing. We'll end up seeing him. And he's in, he's training right now. He's pretty much in camp. Um, I've seen, I've been seeing clips of him and Ryan Garcia and these guys going back and forth. So, uh, look, I think something's going to be coming very, very soon. Like you said, by the end of February, I think we'll probably know what's going on with Canelo Alvarez. Um, But I'll say this, talking about being active and moving forward. Someone who's never fucking active, Gary Russell Jr. Actually is fighting this weekend. He is fighting, yo, I I love this dude's name because I can't pronounce his real one, but it's King Tug, the Mongolian beast, the Olympic silver medalist, man, the dude is 11 and 0. Yo, man, this dude, King Tug, not only does he have an incredible name, he actually has a legitimate shot of winning this fight. I think he's a he's a live dog in this fight. What do you tell me a little bit more about what you know about him? Look, that man, makes he, him he, a live dog. He's an Olympic silver medalist. He is extremely tough. He's durable. He throws combination punches, man. Um, I, when you have such a great pedigree as he does. Man, guys like that are not just going to roll over, man. These guys are guys who are very, very tough to beat. He hits fucking hard, and he's going to go out there to actually win. Remember, man, this dude is 11-0. and 0. He has nine knockouts. He can punch with both hands. Man, this is going to be a difficult fight. Yeah, Gary Gary Russell, he's a worker. He picks, he packs his lunch box. He goes to work every day. He lives a true boxer's life. He comes from a boxing family. Like this is what he does. When like I I think he gets a probably an easy win here. Um, I mean Gary Russell doesn't come out. He doesn't overlook anybody. His one eh, performance was against Loma, Lomachenko, which is his only loss. Which is you know everybody loses to Lomachenko. He's the nice. Matrix. But nice. um, I mean Gary Gary Russell, I expect him to win here. I just don't know much about this guy. Uh, I believe he is a live dog, but Gary Russell is probably one of the he would be pound for pound if he fought more frequently. He just fights once a year. So, that's, you that's know, no problem, one really cares. Watch. Um, the thing with Gary Russell Jr., man, he's by far been trying to chase down and wait for the perfect fight with guys like, you know, uh, Leo Santa Cruz. He's been calling out forever. He finally said he's going to let it go, but at the same time, it seems like he's been waiting around for that. I don't know how much cash this dude has saved up or how much he gets paid per fight, but he does only fight once a year. Now, here's the good thing about it. He's fighting so early in the year, he's set up to fight three times this year, at minimum twice. So hopefully we see him at least twice this year if he comes out of here with, you know, with pretty much unscathed. Um, Does he have the opportunity to come out here unscathed? Absolutely. Do I think he is? I I think he has some of the fastest hands in the game. I'm with you. If he was more active, he would be a pound for pound type of guy. Um, With all the positive things I said about King Tug, which I think this dude is going to be good. I think he's going to get smoked. Bruh, Gary Russell is a boxer. He lives this shit. When I say that, I am not joking. There are three Gary Russells fighting on this card. 
Three of them, all named Gary Russell. Get the fuck out of here, really? They got Gary Russell Jr. You're right. Um, there's Gary Antoine Russell and Gary Antonio Russell. I'm pretty sure they're all related. Whoa. That shit's fucking hilarious, dude. All on the same card. Wow. It's just a boxing family, bro. I, like not, it. I can't confirm that they're all related, but I'm pretty sure they are. That shit's hilarious, dude. Look, hey, I'm not I'm not going to lie, bro. That that shit cracks me up. Um, but look, I'm a fan of Gary Russell Jr. Uh, arguably the fastest hands in boxing. Um, it's crazy when you see this dude's hands move, man. Uh, I think, I mean, speaking of Jojo Diaz, he did beat Jojo Diaz with that footwork and that hand speed. Um this should be a good one. Gary Russell has enough power to to bother you, you know, and I mean, and he is going to be, you know, he's very experienced, over 30 fights. I mean, this dude is a beast, man. I think he should go out here and, and simply do work. Yeah, I mean, like I said, a worker. I like Gary Russell. He goes out there every single time and does his job. And boy, to watch some hands move is a beauty. Oh, man. Well, here's the thing. I'll tell you one thing. We're going to stick with this weight class, at least around this weight class. Do we have to? We it's have so light. to. It's we so have light. to. It's as trash as it is, fam. We got to talk about it. Tank Let's Davis. Go. He says he spends his time, he's tweeting, Tevin Farmer talking shit. But Tank Davis ends up, let me pull this up. He ends up getting arrested because this past weekend during, I don't know, some game or whatever, he was courtside or something. He decided to get up and pretty much put his hands on his baby mama in front of a whole audience. As a celebrity, just... I don't know what he was thinking. I have no idea. So check this out. I'm reading this quick little article from uh, Dan Raphael uh, from ESPN. Uh, oh, boy. He was, kill his name. Bro, Raffle? What is it? Raphael? I, I think it's... I, I, Dan Raffali. I think it's either Raphael. I think it's Raphael. Okay, like it like the Ninja be. Turtle. I can get down with that. Oh, man, I could be wrong. He's he's always on a Chris it's, Mannix podcast. And it's I always Raffle, get the I think. It's not Raffle. I know that. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was Rayfield for a while. It, well, whatever, white white dude, kind of chunky with the beard, but he's great at his job. Um, he goes out there um, and he says he was charged with simple battery and domestic violence in Coral Gables, Florida, on Tuesday following an incident with his baby mama at a charity basketball game Sunday in Miami. Um, in a 14-second cell phone video that has been viewed more than 7 million times on Twitter, Davis was seen approaching a seated woman and forcefully grabbing her by the neck and pulling her out of her seat during the charity basketball game that was set up around the Super Bowl festivities. Davis then walked her out of the arena as they appeared to argue. Now, I'm going to say this. That was a very nice way of saying it, Dan Raphael. But, fam, he grabbed her like The Rock was about to choke slam somebody. That shit was nuts. It, it was stupid. He should have been charged with stupidity. Like, just why? Like, and I mean, like, in no way, shape, or form will I ever condone putting your hands on a woman and i know things get rough women can get crazy but just don't do it just don't, don't do, do it. it tank 
if you're going to do that, if you are going to do that, and you are a celebrity, don't do it in public. Bro, it it was to the point, though. It's like, it was in the middle. It is an activity for the Super Bowl. Come on, man. And then again, there's no place. I repeat, there is no place where you should be putting your hands on a woman, especially when you're one of the best boxers in the world. What in the fuck are you thinking? It was tacky. It was another reason why I continue writing down a chalkboard list of reasons why I just don't fuck with this dude and I don't think he's going to be great. There's there's athletes out here that from the beginning, when I first see their skill set, I'm like, this motherfucker is going to be good. I think about people like John Jones. I think about Conor McGregor. I think about Adrian Broner. They have the skills, but it's something that they're missing between the ears. And it seems like at times they can't put it all together and sustain greatness. And that's what I see happening with Tank Davis. Tank needs to get out of Baltimore. I think he needs to get out of Baltimore and just go somewhere else. I don't care where it is. He just needs to go somewhere else where he can get away from that that environment and just like not necessarily be under supervision, but have a good a good influence in his life. I think this was a big issue between him and Mayweather early on because Mayweather wanted him training in Vegas. But I mean, you know, Mayweather got his own problems with domestic violence, so we're not even going to go there. Either way, there's no excuse for this type of behavior, and really. The majority of the time, there is no excuse for Tank's behavior, whether it's missing weight, whether it's domestic violence, which is absolutely disgusting, especially for a professional athlete, a boxer. Think about what they can do to be putting your hands on a woman. I, I there, There's no defense for Tank. Yes, we're going to watch his next fight. Yes, we're going to talk about his, his next fight. We're not going to mute him. Yes, we can't. we're going to talk too- about him probably missing weight his next fight. Yeah, we, we will still be here for all of that. But I, I mean, at this point in time, Tank is young. And I genuinely hope he can get help because he does have he has good talent. But, you know, like talent has to work hard as well. Mayweather always trained like he was broken. That was the one thing that distinguished him from the rest of the pack. Tank is not doing that. And that's Mm -hmm. so concerning. And it's frustrating because you see all the talent that is there for him. But he just cannot get right. And maybe a situation like this is the best thing that happens to him. Maybe he can sit in a jail cell for a little bit and just think about what the hell he has in front of him and what he's about to lose. Man, I mean, it's, it makes no sense to me. It's, it's, it's just frustrating to watch. It's just, it, it hurts me because I hate to see a black, man tear, a black man tear himself down like this, but I mean, he just can't get right. You well, gave this little kid man, all this money, I'm, I'm he don't know what to gave, do with it. I'm glad you gave, gave him that nickname because forever he will be can't get right from me. That's going to be, that's what I will call him from now on. Can't get right, Davis. The can't get right king, because I mean, we're gonna have a new one in a few years, Bruh, I'm telling you, man. Um, now here's the thing, and I and I've been thinking about this, um, and you've mentioned his mentor a couple times. Floyd Mayweather Jr. has mentored a number of fighters, but the two most prominent fighters that he's really put his name on has been Tank Davis and Adrian Broner. Do you see a correlation between their 
Do you think it could possibly be that Floyd is just not that great of a mentor and maybe these guys need to separate themselves from someone like a Mayweather? No, but I, I don't think that they're used to the lifestyle that Mayweather expects them to live. You know, they they see Mayweather and everyone everyone sees the same Mayweather. You know, I'm sure they get to spend a little bit more time with him. But we see the cars. We see the jewelry. We see the money. We see the fun. But Mayweather, he never had a drink in his life. He never had a hit, hit of the bong a day in his life. Sergio, we both guilty. Plenty of times. I'm smoking <laughs> but I mean, right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, so like Mayweather is a different type of animal when it comes to his commitment to the to his career. But they see all the Instagram posts. They want that. They finally get to a point where they can do that and they forget what got them there. And now they have all this money. They start going crazy and they don't know how to act. And they're not it's not like they're in Vegas with Mayweather. These guys are still grown men. They have to be held accountable. Hey, and you, you can't blame they, hey, Mayweather the two for that. of them hang out together as well a lot. Like, like those two are buddies. Um, I don't know, man. I think I think you're right. I think I don't know if it's Mayweather or not. Um, you made some good points. I don't think he's a positive influence, but I'm not going to blame him for these guys' meltdowns and their unprofessionalism. Because both of those guys, Broner and Tank Davis, with all of their talent, they have mental breakdowns left and right. Um, It bothers me to see this happening, especially for guys who have as much talent as they do. Because both of them are uber-talented. Tank... The fact that he allows himself to get so round outside of fight camp is crazy. Like, how do you not stay in shape all year long if you want to be the best? Because the guys that you're training against, people said he's going to run through Leo Santa Cruz, and he might. But Leo Santa Cruz stays in shape. And check it out. If you beat Leo Santa Cruz and you go up... There's going to be somebody there that is waiting for you that is just as is prepared, is more prepared and just as talented. I am telling you, this is not a story that's going to end with this dude with a zero on his record. No, absolutely not. Um, and it could if he gets his stuff together. But I mean, right now, I just don't see it. He's still really young. Typically, I feel like you see fighters like this. They end up getting, you know, take a couple losses in their prime and then they get to they then they get out of their prime they finally get it and now they're trying to get serious for a fight but the talent isn't there anymore and you haven't been working all of these years to fine-tune your body you get a guy like chris Ariola, got got serious about his career career a lot later now he's putting on good performances but the talent that he had when he was younger just isn't there could you imagine chris Ariola training and working the way he does now seven years ago Everybody was calling for them. And this is a story that will continue to repeat itself in boxing. Being a boxer or being uh, any athlete is not easy, easy. But the commitment that you have to have to the sport when you're in a combat sport, it's all year round. There really is no vacation. Like even when you're not training, you have to monitor your weight. You have to make sure you're not eating crazy. Like this is a full time job. And these guys are saying, hey, I can box. And then I and then when I'm not boxing, I'm not boxing. You are a full time boxer. 24 hours a day you have to live a boxer's life and then once you retired you can be a legend you can be miguel cotto when you retire take it but i mean if you're not going to work hard now 
then you're not going to be able to retire to that. You're not going to be able to retire to the glory that you honestly deserve with the level of talent you have. And I just want to see these guys as young black men. Like I want to see them get help. I want to see them get it together. I would love to be speaking about how Javante Davis has gotten his act together a year from now. Unfortunately, I don't see that happening. It feels like Mike Tyson 2.0 loading. And I just, I'm not here for it. It, it, it's, it's It's a sad thing to see, man. Um, I look at it and it's just, it's disappointing. It's disappointing because he's somebody who I feel has a lot of talent. Um, Okay. Fuck that guy. Moving on to the next one. And speaking of freak shows, yo, what is The Zone doing? The Zone is made a... They're, it seems like they're making a name for these these um, YouTubers and essentially these freak show fights. Now, for people who are seeing this and they're like, oh, this is a new thing, it's not. Okay, and the reason I say it's not is because these freak show type of fights have always been a part of combat sports. It always has been. They've done it in boxing, Ali fighting individuals. They've done it with MMA. You got all kind of crazy shit, kickboxing. All of these these individual sports have crazy type of, you know, just retarded fights, okay? And we see this, and it's... It doesn't surprise me, but what has surprised me is a couple of things. The fact that they're actually having these fights, being the headlining events, and then having three or so title fights under it with big name fighters, it tells me that they are banking on actually having these these shit show fights selling the card. And I think that's a huge mistake. How about you? I think they figure these guys have a built-in audience. So there's going to be a built-in floor for who's going to watch that fight. Whereas some of the other fighters in the card don't have that built-in floor. You don't you don't have a guaranteed audience for a Tevin Farmer fight. You don't have a guaranteed audience for a Demetrius Andre fight. These are guys who are trying to fill their build their profile. So if I had to guess, I would say they're trying to get a few of those that that built-in audience that's going to watch the Jake Paul fight onto some of these real boxers. But I mean, at the end that of the is day, so I mean, stupid though. You you know what I'm saying? It, Come on, it, man. It's it's not fair. It's not fair to me as a boxing fan that I have to watch this exactly. between Seven Farmer and Demetrius Andre. And I mean, yeah, we're not always going to get the best fights, but I mean, these guys aren't boxers. Like, I, I think you should just put that on its own separate card and let that built-in audience just enjoy that card with other YouTube celebrity type of fights. But this is not what I want to see above a world championship title fight. That's or, not fair. That's not right. It's not right. It, it's disrespectful to the individuals that are actually in the ring itself. It's, in, it's, it's disrespectful to the people that have put blood, sweat, and tears in years. And, and they have skills that are actually doing it. It is it is a, a thing to watch and to behold when you actually see these individuals doing it. But you're putting these goofballs. And here's the thing. The Logan, you know, dudes, brothers. Uh, I, look. They seem like, you know, totally nice dudes. They seem like they truly enjoy boxing. But you put... They they should have been at the curtain jerker spot. If you want to have them on a card, you advertise it. You say they're going to be on this card. And then they are the first fight of the night. 
So if anything, these YouTube people, they're going to watch it. And if they go, they go. Or they'll sit there and they'll actually have been able to see a great rest of the card where the card actually builds and you could actually sell it. So realistically, it's dumb because then you can put, you can sell two big cards. You can say, hey, we got this dude. This, this is our featured fight. This is our featured event. You guys get here early so you can watch this. But we also have these world championship fights, and that's what you want to see. I think it's a model. The fact that they're banking on it is a mistake. This is going to get to a point in time where the people who are paying for the zone are going to be like, I'm not paying for this bullshit. And here's the thing. The zone is already proven they're not working here in the States. How have they proven that? Numbers have been coming in. Numbers have been coming uh, in, and it's in the zone. Even said they, they said they've been really been struggling here in the states. But they're not struggling as an app, and I mean, they're still no, no, they're bro, still growing. It's, it, we're like, only it, 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 it's like they're on the verge of closing in the states. I I need a little bit more verification on that. Hey man, I, I think they're making a mistake, man. I'm telling you, I, I've heard it from a couple insiders, man. It, it it I don't know. It doesn't seem like the zone is doing what they need to be doing. I mean, I think DAZN knows that it has subscribers. It's going to get subscribers from the Jake Paul fight. Like, they have a following. Um, we're, as boxing fans, we're not canceling our DAZN subscription. Come on now. But here's like, the thing. I, I think they, they, DAZN needs to have a major sport on there to continue thriving and growing. I don't think it's going to sustain by just being a boxing app and putting bullshit fights up. No, they do, they do ML, MLB stuff. I think they may do a little bit of soccer they overseas. They do a little bit of soccer, yeah. yeah. So I think the, the app is still growing. It's still we're only a little bit over a year in the lifespan of DAZN. You you think about some of these other platforms like you know the HBOs of the world when they were a thing, the Showtimes of the world, PBCs. Though, like these guys have been doing it for a very long time, and True. they've had their struggles as well. DAZN is still growing. It's a concept that we as boxing fans embrace because it saves us saves us money. And you know I, I do not want DAZN to go anywhere. I actually appreciate DAZN for trying new things. I think I can understand where you're coming from and saying it's disrespectful, and I for damn sure don't want to see it, but they are trying new things. Like boxing on Thursday. Those That was, that was three well, that, that's on a Thursday night. On that, a Thursday that's night. not a new thing, though. That That is, a lot of times that happens during Super Bowl weekends. Okay, I, I wasn't I wasn't aware yeah. that... Yeah, they, they've I, done I, that before in MMA. They do that. They, they do that. Well, MMA, they do stuff like that all the time, especially when they have events in other countries. But I don't see it being as common with boxing. When is okay? Not not UFC, but like, don't you say the, like one championship that comes on on like Thursdays? Didn't you mention that? No, no, no. What was coming on Thursdays was the the PFL. The PFL was coming out on Thursdays. Uh, one championship will end up coming out like Friday mornings for us, just because of the time difference. But yeah, no, they're pretty much on the same uh, schedule as we are. Okay, so e- either way, I don't mind DAZN trying it, but I think it should be on its own card. <laughs> for them, it still is a business, and they have to find a way to drum up new subscribers. I mean, I understand that boxing boxing fans are fickle. There's a lot of boxing fans that rather stream, uh, find a way to stream the fight than pay the ten dollars a month for DAZN. But DAZN is trying to kill pay per view. Like nobody wants to pay for pay per view. Yeah, I man, like DAZN. Man, I don't nobody want wants to pay, to pay twenty bucks a month either for DAZN. 
I will. I'll pay at 20 bucks a month every single time. <laughs> 10 bucks a month or 8.33 for the annual pass. So, you know, shout out to me. Dizone, cut the check. We'll talk about you a lot more. There it is, man. Well, yo, um, brother, I mean, that's that's about all I got, man. Wait, wait, anything else you want to touch on? Nah, it's just really slow right now. We're in, you know, the final weeks building to Wilder Fury. So that'll be a growing topic for us in in the coming weeks here. We got Caleb Plant going out, going out there soon. Two days after my birthday. Can't wait for that one. Yeah, he'll be fight. He'll be fighting, you know, a stay active fight, in my opinion. So but yeah, we don't have a lot, a ton coming up. Oh, and Ryan Garcia on Valentine's Day. Um, That'll be an interesting fight. But yeah, the the fights that we want to see, we're going to have to wait a little bit later in the year. I think last year we got off to a great start to the year. Um, This year has just been a little bit slow. I feel like it has something to do with people maybe not wanting to get in the way of Fury Wilder. Like, because the fight, it's been known that 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 February 22nd date, they've had that for a while, um, even before it went official. And so people knew maybe that's what's going on, but just a very slow start for the year in boxing after a very strong 2019 and it seems like the great fights that we can have they almost leave your memory so quickly like julian williams versus uh rosario like that was a a fun fight a fun fight while it lasted yeah upset those are the type of things we like to see belts changing hands like that's exciting that's good for boxing but like it came and went so fast and it's just like far and few in between since then but i will be patient you know boxing is in a very good place right now with a lot of exciting fighters and with all the different platforms jockeying for jockeying for position we actually when boxing is rolling like it should we have pretty good fights very often more often than absolutely i mean look you and i've talked about it a lot i mean boxing is in a good place i think all of combat sports truly right now are in a pretty good place and uh i i for one am absolutely grateful for it man the guru brother thank you as always for joining me on the greatest combat culture show in the entire universe oh my pleasure and the guru signing off i will be back next week talk soon my guy yes sir yes sir be easy my dude yep Braca. all right yo yo um that was my conversation with Brandon Camille, man, always a pleasure to have the guru on the show, man. I all really, really do appreciate his hot takes, and we always have a really good time, man. Yo, remember the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meals and fitness mentoring, yo. Uh, sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 10% off your first three months. They cook and deliver healthy meals directly to your home or office in Chicago. If you're not in Chicago, it's cool. They offer fitness mentoring where a mentor sits there, writes out your programming for you, and gives you tips each and every week. They also have nutrition consultation, man. So check out Sage Eats today. Also, while you're at it, let your friends, let your family, let everybody you know about the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. You know what it is. We are talking about the Fight Podcast, yo. Let everybody know. Apple, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, even on the website, thefightpodcast.com. And follow your boy, the Underground King, 
at Serge Vicente IG or at the Serge Vicente on Twitter. All right, yo. Look, man, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am looking forward to the fight this weekend. Yo, Gary Russell Jr. arguably is one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world. If he continues doing his thing and actually has a little bit more activity, I think more individuals will sit back and actually acknowledge how dope this dude really is. So we have a lot to see this weekend with this one. I think a lot of questions will end up being answered. Now, um, everything else, yo, we know how it is, man. We're starting to get going, man. The year's coming, man. We have fights coming up on Valentine's Day. We have fights coming up, you know, after on the 22nd. You know, that's my birthday weekend. They they held it up for me. I appreciate Deontay Water and Tyson Fury fighting that weekend. So I will be checking that out as well, man. But we have a lot more news coming for you guys coming up soon. So keep your eyes, keep your ears open right here to the Fight Podcast, yo. But look, with that being said, said thank you all so much for listening thank you guys so much for being a part of the fight podcast family this has been episode 182 i am your host the humble underground king serge vicente i'll see you guys next time right here on the fight podcast deuces